Welcome to Star Rollers, a Starfinder Society podcast. cat knocks over all my dice <laughs> all right that's how we're starting the day off <laughs> hello everyone yes hello internet so this hello. is uh this is kind of a test uh it is going to be the first uh basically the the starting point right of this this starfinder uh society um it's not an adventure path it's uh it, it's a series of adventures yeah there we go it's like an adventure path except that it's not on a path <laughs> and we'll be playing the first one today uh claim to salvation uh so i'm gonna be dming everything uh my name is dylan i probably have the least amount of starfinder experience out of everyone here for today um i've been playing starfinder since november i think uh, and running the Dead Sons Adventure Path. Uh, so I'll let each of you, uh, I guess, uh, kind of tell us a bit about the character you're going to be playing today, um, and maybe if you want to talk just, just briefly about how long you've been playing Starfinder, uh, then we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Allison, you can go first. I'll just go down the line on my monitor. Hello, I am uh, Allison Sime. I am playing... Keskadai today, uh, who is a Shirin, one of the insect people. And uh, Keskadai is a mystic, one who weaves the arcane arts to provide healing to her um, to her colleagues. Um, I'm a um, out of character. I'm a freelance author, um, and I work in the uh, roleplay game experience um, industry. Even. Um, I do uh, stories, adventures, and I have been GMing Starfinder for the last year and a half. All right. Richard? Hey, uh, I'm Richard. I think I may be displaying as Doc Shoveler. I've been playing Starfinder since it came out, but last couple of last year or so I've not played very much, so I'm very rusty. Tonight, Matthew, I mean Dylan, uh, I'll be playing F, the agender android operative. It's an ex ex ops assassin on the run, now working for the Starfinder Society. Right. Uh, Kit? Uh, hello, I am Kit. I am also playing Starfinder. Um, yeah, I've, I've been playing on and off for like three years in amongst about a dozen other different games. So I will probably get this one mixed up with all the other games I've played at some point. That's right, it happens. Um, yeah. So I, I am playing Quig. He is the Isoki mechanic. He is a tiny little scurrying rat person who fixes stuff and breaks stuff. Hopefully breaks the stuff we want broken and fixes the stuff we want fixed rather than the other way around. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Awesome. All right, and joining us today as a guest, uh, we have Gator. 
Hello there, I am the Motivational Minotaur, the last minute addition to this wonderful little podcast. Uh, my experience with Starfinder is about, what, three, four weeks long, Allison? Because I'm in Allison's campaign. About so, yeah. Yeah, and my character today is Obazaya, the Vesk Soldier, otherwise known as the Meat Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna... With that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into things. Uh, so I've got some flavor text to read, and we will uh, we'll get going. Uh, dramatic so, music plays. Yes, dramatic music plays. I need to, need to get some of that. So to, to give you guys a little background here, um, you guys are arriving on Absalom Station. Uh, specifically, you guys are just now arriving at the Lorespire Complex. Um, you have a contact, uh, a woman named Luazi Elsebo, um, she is, uh, basically a contact that you guys have with the Starfinder Society. Um, they have reached out, uh, to you guys, uh, individually, uh, each of you to gather you together for, uh, a job offer. So we'll, we'll pick up, uh, with you guys heading into basically a meeting room. Um, a short hiss precedes the opening of an adjacent door. A woman with a determined look steps through the opening, holding a data pad in one hand as she sits down at a nearby table, takes a breath, and begins to speak. Ah, good. You made it. All of you come highly recommended. You have skills. And the Starfinder Society, well, we have credits. Um, she takes a moment, looks over all of you, <clears throat> and then she says, well, let's, let's start off with introductions first. Um... I, I'm Luazi Elsebo, uh, the f elected first seeker of the Starfinder Society, and I happen to have an exceptionally fair sum of credits available in return for your specialized services. Uh, for this mission, each of you will represent the Starfinder Society, but hold no official title within our organization. As you can probably tell by the empty halls uh, when you were walking in, uh, we are sorely in need of mercenaries to act as temporary agents, which is where all of you come in. Um, if you'll agree to the terms, I would like to offer you a job. Um, we, the Starfinder Society, recently suffered a rather staggering setback uh, several months ago. Our previous first seeker led a mission into a region of space known as the Scoured Stars, and we ended up losing almost all of our experienced agents uh, and assets in that endeavor. Um, so what we need right now, the Starfinder Society, um, what we need is something, anything, to entice outside interest and investment. In short, we need to make a major discovery. Prior to the Scoured Stars incident, the Society acquired exclusive rights to explore a rather unique moon. The inhabitants of, uh, of the nearby planet call it Salvation's End, and they see it as a false moon. Um, it's, it's got a very distinct metal, um, metal outer structure to it, um, and apparently and some sort of internal substructure as well, but uh, there hasn't been an exploration out to it yet, uh, so we don't really have much more information on what this is than that. Uh, it could just be that it's a moon with space junk smashed onto it, or it could be something else. Um, she smiles, and then she says, and this is where the four of you come in. I want you to go to Salvation's End and explore the surface. Um, 
Before you go there, you'll need to make a quick trip uh, to the moon of Varos, which orbits the near nearby gas giant uh, Brethida. There's a high-level security complex on Varos that has a survivor from a rogue prospecting mission to Salvation's End. Uh, it would be good if you could question the prisoner and find out what uh, what you can about this so-called false moon. Uh, that way you could at least know what you're getting yourselves into uh, before you go and, and maybe, you know, why their prospecting mission, unauthorized as it was, failed. So, uh, what do you think? Do you have, I guess, do you have any questions? Do you have... Uh, do you agree? Is this a job that a lot of you are willing to take? Um, I'm more than happy to provide any sort of answers that, that you might need. How much? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a question I was expecting. Um, so due to the nature of the mission, um, I'm able to provide you all a spending account of 2,500 credits for mission expenditures. So this isn't for personal use. This is, uh, well, let me put it this way. Knowing the nature of um, the uh, the security complex you'll be going to, uh, credits might go a long way towards getting you the information you need. Um, however, obviously, um, upon completing your mission uh, at Salvation's End and you know determining whether or not the moon is of any worth to us, uh, the Starfinder Society. Uh, you will each receive 3,000 credits. Uh, and additionally, for the um, for the breadth of the mission, uh, you'll be granted free access for use to a uh, Pegasus-class starship, brand new, um, that will be yours uh, for the for the duration of our partnership. Which um, I can promise you, if uh, if this goes well, you'll have a very lucrative lucrative future. Uh, with with a society, if you choose to keep taking jobs for us, what can you uh, what can you tell us of the uh, security uh, station that we will be uh, that we will be visiting on our on our route? Yes, so this place is is colloquially referred to as the sauna. Um, Varos is a volcanic moon, um, and the the sauna itself is. A rather unique structure. Um, it's entirely biological. Uh, it's not exactly the most pleasant of places, um, but hopefully your your time there will be fairly short. Um, so the the one important bit of information you'll need to know here, uh, technically, the um, the warden at, at the uh, the sauna has denied the Starfinder Society's requests to speak with uh, this this survivor. Uh, so it would be best if um, if if you kept that information, you know, to yourselves as far as where you were coming from. Uh, for for your purposes, you could just be investigators for some sort of private company if need be. So with this, this is why, why you hired this is why you hired contract. Mm. Yes, we the 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 warden indicated that our presence there, the Starfinders officially, would be rubbing salt in a fresh wound. Um 
So we we believe it would be best to keep our official involvement limited. Well, it's a good thing we're not Starfinders then. Exactly. What is the uh, nature of the bad blood between yourselves and the warden? Uh it's it's less um less bad blood between us and the warden and more between us and Livewire uh herself, who Livewire is the survivor you'll be meeting with. Uh she's a Yusoki. Um she was brought there to the complex specifically because she was a survivor from an unauthorized expedition to uh basically loot the um salvation's end. Uh the Starfinder Society, like I said, we have sole rights to um to exploration there. So obviously she would be unlikely to talk to anyone who was officially from the group that essentially landed her in the sauna. That makes sense. That sounds like a Soki. Why am I having fun? Well, perhaps uh, she will be uh, willing to speak to a priest of Franzma instead then. And I'm sure that even if she isn't, enough credits would be uh, would probably go a long way in, in convincing her to. You mentioned that the uh, sauna is biological in nature. Correct, yes. it is. Uh, the complex itself is entirely biological um, and staffed primarily, other than by the prisoners themselves, um, by a species uh, known as the Barathu, um, who are rather unique, uh, to put it bluntly. That you... the whole prison is made out of flesh? Essentially, yes. Carapace, um, mostly, you... but uh, a decent amount of, uh, of other biological matter. Um, I'm not sure I would trust prisoners inside my body. <laughs> she chuckles. They might stab something important. Uh, yes, it, it is a rather... Um, unique situation to say the least is it uh, some form of bio ship um it's less ship and more structure but that's that's uh, essentially what it is yes it's it's kind of like taking a, a large bio ship and um rather than having it be a spacefaring vessel it's it's a um it's uh, a structure curious i've never heard of such a thing I would very much like to see it. It is uh well, you'll you'll be getting uh up close and personal with it to say the least. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. disgusting. Well, I am uh I am certainly interested. Um hopefully some of uh, some of my associates here are as well. 3,000 credits is 3,000 credits. What can I say? Sounds pretty interesting, exciting, fun, enjoyable. I like the part where I get a ship. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, We get a ship, which we somehow have to share. Uh, It's it's large enough for the lot of you. Um, I've I've got a saw. I can take it apart. (laughs) She, uh, She blinks. <laughs> looks at you and she says, "I, I would, um, 
I would appreciate it if the ship was returned in one piece. Um, well, if you're sure. <laughs> um, she nods and she says, wonderful. So if, um, if that's it, uh, I, I'm assuming the, the four of you are in then. Yeah, let's go. Definitely. All right. Um, she stand. Um, Oops, sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm definitely interested, yes. Uh, may Phrasma guide us on our path. Indeed. Uh, you'll need all the guidance you can get, I'm sure. Uh, she stands up and motions uh, for you guys to stand as well. Um, and she says, uh, please, follow me. I'll, I'll, take you to, uh, I'll take you to the ship. Um, you are currently scheduled to be leaving tomorrow morning. Um, tonight... Uh, is going to be a little bit of a celebration. Um, we are hoping that this turns out to be much more than just a piece of uh, rock with some ships crashed into it. Um, it might be a little bit preemptive, but uh, we can take we'll, we'll take the wins that we can get. Um, so you're welcome to uh, join us tonight in our celebrations if you'd wish. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, once once I've given you a brief tour of the ship, uh, you'll be free to uh, to go to your rooms for the night, and then um, you can head out in the morning. Sounds delightful. I would uh, would love to take part. So she um she leads you guys down some hallways. Uh, eventually, you kind of pick up the sounds of uh, mechanics doing work. Um, the clattering of plate of, of metal on metal. Um, and she passes through a set of double doors uh, that slide open as you guys approach and into a large hangar bay uh, that contains a pristine ship with a stylized symbol of the Starfinder Society along its hull. Um, there's some engineers and laborers and mechanics that are doing some diagnostics on it, um, polishing the hull. It's, it's, it is spotless it's very nice um and as uh as she kind of leads you guys up to it you can tell that she's really really proud of this ship um and she reaches out reaches uh rather into uh the folds of her clothing as you guys approach and pulls out uh what is essentially a an extremely expensive vintage bottle of champagne um as in this thing would be like 10,000 credits at the very least. It's extraordinarily expensive. Um, very fancy. And she offers the bottle to you guys. Um, and she says, since the ship is yours for the mission, it uh, is only right if, uh, if one of you, or all of you, I guess, if you really want, uh, christen it. Um, which one of you, or or all of you, I guess, uh, would like to uh, do the honors? Oh, I uh, I I couldn't possibly. Um, which of uh, which of the which of my three colleagues would uh, would like to? If nobody else will, I suppose I have to. <laughs> she um, uh, she hands you the bottle of champagne. Someone may as well. Smash. <laughs> yes, you uh, crack the bottle of champagne open on the uh, the side of the ship, shattering the glass, 
Um, you don't get much glass on you, but you do get a nice, nice champagne bath. Uh, it's very, very bubbly, (laughs) very tingly. Um, (laughs) but yeah, you guys have, uh, so you, you christen the ship, you uh, smash the bottle on it. Um, and she turns to all of you guys and she says, tonight we celebrate and tomorrow the lot of you sail off into the stars. Um, and then she kind of motions, uh, over towards the um the ramp to the ship which is now open uh, and she says i can i can give you all a brief uh a brief tour of the ship um just a quick walk through uh if you would like um i have one small question yeah absolutely if we're meant to be uh not starfinders why is there a big starfinder logo on the ship <laughs> Uh, she, she chuckles and nods and she says, uh, yes, that is something we thought of. Uh, that shouldn't cause you any trouble. It's not uncommon for, um, for Starfinder ships to be piloted by or rented by occasionally even, uh, non-Starfinder groups or individuals. So that shouldn't cause you too much trouble, I don't think. And if it does, well, uh, like I said... Credits will be key uh, to getting into access to the the, the prisoner, anyhow. So, yeah, chances are yeah, yeah. Um, enough credits would get you in. They do have a have a way of opening doors. They really do. Um, so she walks you guys up into the ship. Um, it's fairly spacious. Um, it can hold a total of seven people. Um, so with just the four of you, it's perfect. Um, there are a variety of armaments. Uh, she shows you the firing systems for the particle, uh, the twin particle beams that it has. Uh, there's a light laser cannon, a laser net. Um, so it's fairly well armed. Um, she gives you a walk back through mm-hmm. of the engineering area. There's a variety of uh, computer screens displaying various diagnostics, uh, information about the... Uh, Pulse Red Power Core, the uh, Drift Engine, various sensor systems. Um, She takes you back through where the cargo hold is, uh, through to an area with various escape pods. Um, Another area has a science lab. Uh, So it's it's a fairly basic outfit, um, but it's more than enough to get, like, science stuff done, if need be. Um... And then there is uh, the last big area that she walks you guys through is uh, a tech workshop. So it's just, excuse me, kind of an area that has a variety of uh, tools, charging stations, um, powering, uh, meant to power various uh, various things that can be connected to them, uh, that sort of stuff. So it's it's a fairly well-equipped ship. I... I uh Keskadai pats um Quig on the shoulder and says, um, it seems you'll be uh well at home here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you guys go on, I'll join you next week. <laughs> Quig's <laughs> gonna be spending the entire adventure in the tech workshop. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, the yeah. rest of you have to go th- go about this with three people. <laughs> All right, so she finishes up uh, the brief tour that she takes uh, takes you guys on and then leads you back out into um, the hangar bay 
uh, by now there are there's a couple more people. It's not a very uh, large group that's out here celebrating. They have they've set up like a couple of small tables uh, with drinks and snacks and uh, various things for various species. Um, it's not a large group, but it's definitely a a, a, a a decent enough group of of people who are kind of excited that potentially the Starfinder Society could be making a comeback. Um, also, you uh, you mentioned about an incident that uh, that has reduced uh, reduced your numbers. Um, what can you what can you tell us of that? Yeah. Um, the. Uh... She nods um, and she says. If it is not, um, if it is not uh, too personal to ask, of course. Nope, you are, you are fine. Um, she nods and she says, uh, "So, uh, the Scoured Stars is an interesting uh, region of space. Um, it was home to a group of civilizations uh, living under essentially the protection of a deity." Um, that basically kept them isolated from the rest of the universe. Um, at some point during the gap, uh, this goddess's, this deity's protection faltered, um, and the citizens, the residents of this region of space, uh, started building starships to try and escape. Um, this is just kind of what the, the backstory of what they know about this region. Um, so the Starfinder Society is essentially originally prohibited exploration of this region. Um it was a fairly dangerous area in general. Um and but then uh, they believed that there would be no useful discoveries there. Uh but the first seeker, previous one prior to myself, uh, discovered some sort of an artifact, supposedly, on uh, one of the planets there, um, they sent out an expedition. Uh, it was a, the largest one ever, essentially, to that point in time. It was nearly 80% of our assets and agents. Um, they went into the Scoured Stars region, and they were trapped by the deity essentially the protection that it placed around the scoured stars um prevented them from leaving and so while we don't know of their whereabouts um we've we've had no con no contact with any of them since the incident since we initially lost contact I see. So uh, that explains why there is uh, quite so much hinging on um, on this task. Yes, like like I said, we lost nearly everything. So if we don't manage to find something big soon, she kind of glances around between you guys and then over towards uh, the other people, kind of drinking and chatting. Uh, she shrugs and she says that uh, it. it this likely won't continue for very long. I will, uh, no I will pressure, do what... Yeah, no pressure. I will uh, do what I can to ensure that uh, there, is, uh, there is certainly a future for you. We appreciate it. And like I said, if, if this uh, expedition goes well, 
a lot of you will find plenty more offers from the society in the future. So, um, there's a good chance there'll be more money and more money for you and, uh, coming, coming along afterwards. I do hope so. Um, and she basically at that point, she says that, um, you guys are, are welcome to partake of, of the food and drinks, um, socialize if you want. And then in, in the morning, uh, you'll be leaving for, uh, the sauna. Excellent. I will um, very quickly start to uh, start to socialize with uh, with all of the other um, with the other starfinders. They're um, chatting away throughout the night, basically being a bit of a social butterfly. Awesome. Yeah, you uh, you make a couple of couple of friends, uh, a couple contacts, more like more more like contacts, less like friends. Um, you you meet uh, a Vesk. Uh, who calls himself Tank, uh, who seems very interested in, in chatting you up and, and uh, getting to know you. Uh, you he, he, he doesn't seem to have much experience with Sheeran uh, in particular, so he's, he's very curious about, about you. Um, and, and you meet, it's, it's just a wide variety of, of individuals. There's probably a group of like 15 to, 15 to 16 people from the society there. standing on the edge of it observing mostly <laughs> fair enough <laughs> is there anything uh that you guys would like to do i guess specifically tonight otherwise we'll kind of make a quick uh time jump to the next morning no, I, th- I think general just chatter and more yeah. chatter and until i annoy people <laughs> and have to go away <laughs> and annoy someone else instead that seems like the best plan Awesome. Eat, drink, and be merry. It's all good. There you go. All right, so we're going to jump ahead to uh, the next morning. You guys have, uh, you know, you had a a good night's rest. It's it's exciting, you know, so maybe you didn't sleep as well as you normally do, but um, you're all fully rested, um, and you guys are ready to to head out on on board the Pegasus. Um, As you guys are boarding... uh, uh, Luwazi meets you there and she kind of, you know, checks in, makes sure everything is good. Um, and she does make one recommendation. Uh, she says, uh, she, as you, you know, as you're getting, getting on board, she kind of, uh, takes a moment and she says, I, I would strongly suggest, um, avoiding drift travel if I were you. Um, just so that you don't run into any anything out there that could cause issues, um, it would be safest if you if you just uh, use use your regular engines uh, rather than your drift engine. Well, I mean, we're not going far. No, shouldn't be a problem. It's it's not a not too far of a trip at all. Are, are we going to pose for a photo opportunity? Uh, if if you would like, yes, I can absolutely. Uh, I can absolutely take take a photo of of the four of you. Yeah, group photo. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So she uh, she kind of gathers all of you together uh, in front of the uh, in front of the docking bay of the ship. Uh, pulls out a, essentially a, a data pad um, and and takes a picture of of the four of you. Um, and she she says uh, after she takes it, she says, uh, "I'll um I'll send that I'll send this to you so that you can." Uh, 
so that you can have it. Um, Lovely. I, I I literally just pictured um, Obaziah just kind of standing at that at the back and scowling disapprovingly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes, that's that's great. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, gonna hop on board the ship and and take off. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Let's go. Cool. Let's uh, go save the. Who are we saving? <laughs> the the Starfinder. Star yeah. Yes. Let's save. Save the Starfinders. Those people. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys have... It's a fairly short trip. Um, it doesn't take you long uh, to get to uh, Varos, the moon that you're going to. Um, only a day or so, if that. And you guys arrive. Um, and it's it's quite the sight, uh, to put it bluntly. There is, uh, in the background, obviously, the gas giant itself, uh, Bretheta, I'm not sure of the pronunciation there, um, in the background, right, so it's absolutely gorgeous background, um, swirling plumes of gas, uh, eddies of different colors, um, and then in front of it, uh, is Varos, um, the moon is tidal locked, so it's got one side facing the uh, the gas giant at all times. Um, and it, basically to describe it as anything short of a hellscape would be not doing it justice. Um, Finally, I'm back in my element. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, not a place you'd want to go. Um, the only reason that people even go there, uh, and especially the reason for the prison, um, is its gemstones. Due to the volcanic conditions, uh, there are you, there are lots of very precious uh, gemstones that that uh, can be mined from from Varos, uh, and it just takes a lot of work. Um, specifically, then, as you guys kind of get closer, uh, you can see the sauna. Um, and it is just as bizarre as you would imagine an organic compound complex structure to be. Um, ew. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about the best way to describe it. Yeah. Ew. Um, it has, uh, a wide variety of colors and textures on the outside. Um, it does kind of follow, like arch, arch, architecture a little bit. Uh, so there's like separate, you know, areas, separate compounds, um, but it's all very much organic. Um, and as you guys um, do arrive in orbit over the colony, um, you receive a short message on your ship's computers um, asking you to provide uh, your reason that you're the reason that you're there, um, and the duration of of your stay. Here we are, everybody, into the flesh prison. Um, well, at least we didn't have one of these at the mines back home. Hmm. What are we going to gonna tell them? As you're uh, as you're doing that, I am kind of uh, I'm I, I'm up against the uh, the um, 
the win the 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 window of the uh, of of the Pegasus uh, with uh, with one of my jars. I have a set of jars. Uh, one of them, a particularly large one, uh, hanging uh, hanging from my from my waistband, and I've got the uh, the large jar just kind of showing the jar everything that we see, and I seem to be talking to it in a hushed voice. Now that's a good idea. Is that a friend of yours? Uh, oh, oh yes, it's 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 my son. Oh, oh, all right. And I, and I just jar chatting. know what we should. Do. Oh no, he's 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 just a jar. He's just a, well, he's 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 in the jar, but he's not he's not old enough yet. And I just keep whispering to the jar, "Look at that! Look, look. <laughs> awesome." You need to come up with a cover story, presumably now. I think I've got one. Min- religious, guest. religious business. We have a priest aboard. Oh no, no! This is this is uh, this is my child. I'm just showing it, showing him the world. Well, the universe. Ah. I saw the universe once. It was boring. It's oh no! Flat. No, not at all. It's not boring. It's fascinating and wonderful. Look, that bit's dripping. <laughs> uh, so you... what do we tell them? Yeah, it's still the message is still blinking and waiting for a response. It's simple enough. Tell them we're here to talk to someone, and we'll be here until we've talked to them. Very forthright. Do that. Okay. Um. They'll still want to know why we're here. Or to talk to someone. Yeah. Why, well. don't you, why don't you take the comms? Because I have a very annoying voice, and when people talk to me, they annoy, I annoy them. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll take the comms. Yeah. You, uh, the comms unit kind of crackles for a moment as, as you pick it up, and, uh, yeah, you've opened a line of communication to, uh, essentially the, the, a landing pad. Yeah. Uh, apologies for our, for the delay. We're having some trouble with our comms array, but, uh, we're all fine up here. How are you? Um, a moment goes by, and then you see another message, uh, appear on the, uh, your, essentially, comms console uh, that reads uh, we are fine, please state your business Uh, okay what do you think I should tell them guys we're just here to talk to one of my sister Yasoki Uh, okay family visit we'll say that well, extended family very very extended we may never have met before well, that's normal for family, isn't it? Yeah. Would know. Okay. Um, so there's there's I, a couple of moments that that pass by, uh, and then you see another message that shows up, um, and it it simply says, uh, "Prisoner name, please." Heck. Uh, um, live wire. That was it. Yes. Live wire. Possibly uh, not real name. You have another beat of 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 time passes, uh, and a message appears uh, that directs you guys to a landing pad. 
um, that's connected to, well, currently it's not connected to the primary structure, um, but it appears that there's some sort of like a biological bridge that gets raised uh, to connect this this landing pad <laughs> to, oh. to, um, uh, to the yeah. actual oh. structure itself. Let's try not to think about what we're landing on. As we disembark, I, I'm, I'm just kind of showing everything to my jar, and I'm just saying, Chi-Chi, look! Look how squidgy it is underfoot! <laughs> yeah, so... not like the mines back home. As, I'm so glad I'm wearing armor. As, I people understand how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> as you guys open uh, the ramp of your ship to step out, you are blasted by extremely hot air um Ooh. over 120 degrees fahrenheit Ooh. so uh you know, it yeah it's it's very unpleasant um thank with the armor that you're wearing though um obviously the short walk to the structure itself is going to be fine um or with any sort of environmental suit really you'll be fine um but with this continual heat you kind of you get the feeling that being outside for an extended duration would not be pleasant. Um, and yeah, as you guys kind of step out onto, uh, well, so brief, brief backtrack, um, before you guys step out, um, you are at another instruction appears, um, requesting that you leave any sort of armaments and contraband such as food, uh, toiletries or anything else um, on your ship. However, the instructions specifically state that uh, cred sticks are allowed into the complex as the facility always accepts donations. <laughs> that usually means yeah. we're exchanged somewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you hide your cred sticks somewhere they're not going to look. I think, I'll, um, I think I'll be leaving my son aboard. I'm, I'm sure he can keep himself entertained right. you can imagine how squidgy it is underfoot <laughs> yes uh so specifically are you guys going to be bringing on bringing any weapons with you that's the important bit for me to know hmm. uh, um do i think that my internal quick release sheath is going to pass inspection um as it's an internal i don't why don't you why don't you make me let's see here i think i always get my hand yes or yeah that would be fine mm. and let me know what your total is uh so that's 20 yeah you're you're kind of able to you're able to hide it pretty well as you kind of just you know it's it's a part of you it's an internal um, and also, have, oops, I'm sorry. I'll put my static arc pistol in that um, in the internal sheath. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you're able to you're able to conceal it. Um, anyone else? Would yeah. my scout drone count as a weapon if it has a gun attached to it that it points at people? <laughs> is, is the gun visible? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put like a little brightly coloured cork in the end of it. 
It's it's just one of those pop guns. Don't worry about it, okay? It just you pull the trigger and it, it shoots out a little thing that says surprise. It's fine. Uh, that would definitely be seen as a weapon. <laughs> uh, I I I can unscrew it. Take that bit off. Yeah, you can take a couple of minutes uh, to uh, to remove that from it. Yeah, put all the screws somewhere safe. I'll probably forget where later, but they'll be somewhere safe. Fair enough. Alright, so is anyone else trying to bring any sort of contraband or anything in uh, that would be not allowed? I'm uh, I'm happy to leave everything um, behind. Alright. For... I might try and sneak in a grenade. Um, go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check to try and stow the grenade. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. Let's see. Plus three. That's a fifteen. Okay. Um. You're, you you do a decent job of, of stowing it. There might be a slight bulge in whatever place you choose to hide the grenade. Um, but unless someone was, like, all up in your business, eh, you're probably fine. Well, that could happen. Let's see. Yeah, most likely. Place is full of cops. Yeah. Um, and as you guys are kind of doing this, you, you probably have a, a decent view of the entrance uh, that you'll be approaching and you see uh hovering above uh nearby the door are four of these floating iridescent masses of flesh um they're like these bright mottled pink um they have like almost fins along the spine of them um and they have these big dangling purple uh tentacles coming down from the front, uh, which you would know these are the Barathu. So these would be likely guards. And see. Hello. Yeah, so I'm assuming you guys, once you've stowed everything, you, you're going to head out uh, to the, uh, the entrance. Okay. Greet. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Let's so. uh, greet, the, uh, greet the guards. Um. Hello, uh, well, uh, greetings, uh, well met. Um, how how are you today? Um, you don't really hear anything back. Um, the four of them just turn as kind of one, almost. Um, and you get the sense that they're wanting them to follow, wanting you to follow them. Um, and they just start to float back into the uh, the structure. I'm going to keep talking to them as I go. Awesome. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Continually chattering away. Awesome. Um, it's a nice place you got here. So the first thing that you guys notice when you walk in is the smell. Um, this place smells like sweat and attempts to cover sweat. Um, it is still blisteringly hot in here. Not quite as hot as the outdoors, not enough to be dangerous, um, but enough to be unpleasant. Um, so there's lots of uh, lots of unfortunate body odors going on in here right now. Um, oh. 
Obaziah, could you put your shoes back on? <laughs> I said I took them off. <laughs> um, and as you guys kind of walk in, um, it's, it is still organic. Um, the, the walls and the rooms... Oh, this world is very organic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the trip is very organic. <laughs> the, the halls and rooms of the sauna um, are made of these fleshy blue walls um, with uh, pulsating green veins. Um, the tunnels take odd angles. Sometimes they slope up or down at, like, very unfortunately sharp angles, um, which is fine for the Barathans because they just float everywhere, but is less than ideal for... Uh, anyone who walks places, which is most people. Um, eventually, though, the four of you are led to uh, a room that has, uh, outside of the room, is uh, essentially a, a small sign that uh, reads Warden. And uh, as you are led in, you can see a table um, in the center of the room with uh, four plastic chairs arranged in a small like arc in front of it and floating behind the table uh is the warden who appears to be somewhere around 12 of these barathans um all combined into one um and as you walk in do I need all of you uh nah uh as you walk in um, each of you receives a telepathic message, uh, a voice uh, in your head. Um, and it is the warden. Uh, they offer you refreshments. Uh, sitting on the table in front of them are four trays of uh, this gray mush and four glasses of some sort of opaque uh, milky substance. Oh, lovely. Gray mush number four. My favorite. <laughs> I was always partial to number three. <laughs> uh, and yeah, as as you guys walk in, you, you all hear um, a voice in your heads. Um, please, please, do do sit down. Uh, have have some refreshments, please. It's, uh, it's a wonderful to meet you. Hello. It's nice to meet you, too. Um, I will try these refreshments. Yes, yes, please. Uh, it, uh, these, are, these are our finest, uh, finest refreshments here. They seem to be made of chemical components. As are most foods. Um, and as you, as you, if any of you like, take the trays, um, it kind of leans forward a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna take the tray yeah. and I'm gonna try some of the the goop. Yeah, it might as well do the same. Yeah. I'm going to drink the opaque liquid. <laughs> Awesome. Um, it, it tastes like uh, it's not bad. It's probably better than what they serve the prisoners. Probably you don't know. Um, and uh, as as you kind of sample uh, the warden's offerings, um, he's they say um, so so. Please, is it uh, suitable? It's not not the most, but uh, it's what we've got. It's delicious. Ah, yeah, it's definitely good refreshment. Wonderful, wonderful, good. It's be non-toxic. Ah, 
Oh well, I would I would lots, hope that it is. Lots of all the chemicals that we need. Um, so, uh, Kit and Allison, you guys uh get a plus two bonus, um, to any sort of bluff check, uh, with the warden. Oh, lovely. For um, for liking his his food openly. <laughs> but bluffing. I would never bluff. <laughs> never. Let's bluff this guy. Let's bluff this guy. And as far as you and as far as he knows, you don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um so after he Fuck. kind of uh goes through this thing of offering you guys food, um he takes a moment and he says, Ah, please, where are my manners? I'm the warden here. Um so what what can I do for you? We're just here to have a chat with a, a prisoner. Hmm. Uh, any particular reason? Are you, you're not here with the Starfinders, are you? Oh, no. no. no, no. I thought they all got wiped out in that, that thing that happened. Who, who are the Starfinders? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a type of cheese. I, I may have overplayed that a bit. Gonna... <laughs> Jesus. Well... <laughs> He believes you. Um, <laughs> ah, yes, natural ones for days. Um, it kind of the the conglomeration of of Barathus kind of bobs up and down, um, and it it says, "Ah, well, that's good." They, she has no interest in talking to them, and even though she's a prisoner, I'm not exactly going to force her to do that. Um, uh, so uh, you're just. I'm assuming you and he looks at Kit. Uh, you're the family. I'm assuming. Yes, that's right. Ah, good. Ah, well. Unfortunately, uh, as as I'm sure you're aware, uh, visits with the prisoners are forbidden. Um, but I could certainly be convinced to arrange a meeting. Um, and it it kind of makes a gesture with its its tentacles uh one of which is holding an empty cred stick it's presumably yes. a widow's and I'm sorry dog spawn what did you say you cut out for a sec I was inquiring that there was presumably a widow's and I have no idea how you people reproduce <laughs> for, for the maintenance and upkeep of this lovely uh, location. Is this beautiful and 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 most uh, most squelchy, wonderful, wonderful prism oh, of, of of flesh and stench and heat? Mm. Yeah, it well, is quite nice. A, a yes, small, sizable contribution. Ah, well, if um, you like, uh, we we could, if if you know, uh, we I would take whatever you're willing to willing to donate, of course. But um, uh, twenty five hundred credits might be enough to uh, get us the the maintenance that we need. 
Holds out. Holds out this crest. Maintain a flesh prison. Oh, well, you know, we have to continually be growing new rooms to add on to it, and that takes resources that we have to bring in. Uh, applying um, applying uh, ointments, um, I presume. Yes, yes, ointments and salves. Weekly sponge baths, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let's let's pay the man and then leave here. Tef is going to look progressively more disturbed the whole <laughs> way through this conversation. <laughs> and it's just the the brothel is just like, oh, yeah, that's you know, what you guys um, don't grow um, your houses. Quick, I, uh, I I send you a quick telepathic message which just says, "Quickly, pay the man and let's get back to the ship where we can have a nice shower." Yep. I mean, it's not our money, so let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I I will get out the money that we were yeah. given and make a small donation. Yeah. He um, as as you kind of hand over the the cred stick uh, that has the the credits on it. Uh, you see that the warden bobs up and down very enthusiastically. Um, and he says, oh, that's delightful. Thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it. I think this is the start of an eternal friendship. Uh, please, please. Uh, my, my guards here, will, they'll escort you to, uh, to, to the prisoner. Um, yes, and don't worry. The other prisoners won't give you any trouble on the way. Uh, they, they know not to, uh, not to cause issues with the guards. Excellent. And it, it kind of just motions with all of its tentacles at once. <laughs> Very excitable individual. Or collective. We've made a new friend. That's good. I have a large family. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of them are in here. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you, you never cease to worry me. Never ceases to worry you. You have 2,500 E. Uh, 25, let me double check here. You had 2,500 total, uh, plus the 3,000 then that you'll be getting upon completion. I was just thinking we probably need, we might need to bribe the, uh, live wire as well. Yeah. Hmm? Don't worry, that's why I brought the grenade. Oh, oh my gosh! Well, that's that's definitely one option. You know what your Toki and high explosive are like. <laughs> yeah, this is a good plan. It's great. It'll be fine. All right. So, um, yeah. So you guys are uh, led by again by this group of four floating Barathu, uh That they they don't say much of anything. They just kind of. Uh, Float and and lead you guys through uh, various hallways and out into kind of a common area cafeteria. Um, the smell here is way worse. It, it like it is absolutely horrific how bad this area smells. Um, and as you guys go into this area, uh, the all four of the guards combine into one much larger creature. Um. Ah. And as they do this, the prisoners who were previously, you know, starting to look over at you guys, all very quickly return to uh, whatever they were doing previously. Uh, as as they get the idea that uh, you guys are not to be messed with, <laughs> courtesy of the guards. Um, 
And so you guys head through this this area, this region, uh, this room rather, cafeteria kind of room for a moment. Um, and finally, the Barathu guard amalgam uh, stops at a table uh, where a Yasoki is currently sitting. Um, she is absolutely drenched with sweat. Uh, so none of the prisoners have any sort of like protective gear on. So they're just kind of exposed to the heat and the elements at the moment. Um, she is absolutely drenched in sweat um, and is constantly like uncomfortably trying to groom herself. Um, and as as the guards approach, she looks up and acknowledges them. Uh, assume, assumedly some sort of telepathic communication has taken place. Uh, and then the four guards kind of decombine and float off. Uh, to just be around, not necessarily in one giant threatening mass. Um, and she just kind of expectantly looks up at you guys, a little bit confused. Hello. Is is there anything I can do for you? Uh, it's kind of... I wasn't expecting visitors today, if I'm totally honest. No, I get the impression you don't get many visitors. What would give you that idea, huh? The guy warden told us that the warden warden was visitors. Yeah, well, yeah, that should come as a surprise, not around here at least. Yes, it's a it's a most um, interesting place. Um, we um, we uh, we are colleagues, as, as associates, um, who have. Um, an interest in um, in yourselves, um, and would like to uh, to um, oh, can, uh, can maybe maybe someone else who's who, who might be um, better versed to uh, to um, stretch the truth a little might uh, be willing to um, help. I can do that. So yes. yeah, you know you know that moon you tried to break into. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go there. She, she blinks, uh, looks at you, looks at the others, and she says, uh, "How do you know about that? Are you you're not from the Starfinders, are you? I, they they told me they wouldn't let them in here." No, 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 no not well. Starfinders. No, what's the see Star- the Starfinders own it. We're gonna have to sneak in when they're not looking, which will be easy because they all got wiped out. I I can honestly say that we are not Starfinders. Go ahead and make me a bluff or deception check. I mean, we're not looking for stars, we're looking for moons. So we're moon finders. 18, okay. Um, she nods and she says, Okay, I, I believe you. I just, you know, they've, they've tried to get in here and talk to me before. And why, do, why would I want to talk to them? They're the ones who got me in here in the first place. Oh, we 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 ourselves are definitely not starfinders. Definitely not. Good. Not us. Not ourselves. So why are you not wanting? Us. Why are you wanting to go there? It is. Uh, it's a very dangerous place. Oh, we we like danger. And rumor has it there's treasure. Yes, we like treasure as well. Yes. Well, there's there's space goblins. I can tell you that much. Um. We also like killing they're space not, goblins. They're not treasure. Uh, l- listen, uh, 
it was it was not a job that I wanted to take, you know. I I kind of got myself in bad situation and I needed the money. And it was the mission was not going to go well from the start, but the captain uh his he was not a not a very good person. He lots of uh physical uh intimidation, if you want to put it that way. Um oh. and uh I kind of only took the mission because I needed the money and as a, a bit of a a bit of a favor for the second mate. Uh it was kind of like me. And uh I I was kind of planning on taking all the loot and uh, helping out the second uh, second in command free to the to, to get himself free from the, the, the captain. That sounds like a fun adventure you had there, apart from how it ended. Uh, yes, it did land me up here. It it, yeah. it does indeed sound very much fun, uh, apart from how it started and how it ended and all the parts between those two points. Um, well, yeah, if, if you put it that way. <laughs> Wasn't exactly very good. And now here I am. I can't help. Uh, I cannot help Bago, and who knows what? Uh, who knows what the captain is doing? So yeah, this is uh, this is my life now. Where are they now? Ah, so you see, we are. Uh, so so we were planning on you know after. After they went, after Bago, uh, who was the ca- the second in command, and the captain Borgor, I'll put those names in chat because <laughs> Bago is the second in command. Uh, Borgor was the captain of the uh, the group. Uh, they went down to the surface of the moon together, and uh, the plan was right that after they come back, we. Slip, Bago and I slip away forever, disappear with uh, with what we got, what we, what they brought back. Um, they went down, and the other two crew members of mine went down, and they never came back. Do you know what uh, what happened to them? She uh, she blinks, um, and she says. I do, but um you know, it could uh, I could use some help with uh remembering. Uh, oh dear. You see, I uh, I'm sure you can see my sir, my current uh, you know, state of being. And she kind of motions to how she's basically disgusting. Um yeah. and she says uh you know, if you if you could uh, if you could find uh, some some personal hygiene products, I might be willing to uh, willing to help you out. Well, as it happens, I do have a hygiene kit. Even though you were specifically told not to take it with you. Yes, it's back on the ship. I just said I had it, not with mm. me. Uh, it could be a challenge. We need to go all the way back. Yes. Pick it up. 
Um, I could send the like dimension your hygiene. I'm sorry. I was I was talking to the others, but um, are the dimensions of your hygiene kit? Would they fit into a space? And I basically I hold my hands out about the volume of potential. Let me just double check the rules. And they load eventually. <laughs> are and we yeah. um wait, are we planning to smuggle contraband onto a prison? Is a toothbrush really contraband? Yes. Okay. I, they would think it is. You see, that's part of the punishment of being here, you know? Well, I've also got a <laughs> grenade, but I don't think that's going to help. You've got a what? I said I've got a grenade. <laughs> I wouldn't say that too loud, especially since the, uh, the Barathu are telepathic. Yes, that's true. If they're telepathic, surely you shouldn't think it too loud. That too. I'm good at not thinking. As you've just seen. <laughs> let's let's none of us think about um and grenade things. Yeah. Don't even think about them. Clear your mind. Think about blowing up the entire prison and rescuing all of the prisoners and forming them into a massive personal army to conquer some place. Yes. Let's not Absolutely think about that. Not. No. Clear your mind. Everyone just minds completely, completely blank. I can do that very easily. What are we here for again? <laughs> Who am I? And she just kind of uh, leans back against um, the the chair that she's sitting in, and she says, "Just uh, whatever you do, you know, if you can, you can get me, uh, get me some uh, some, you know, personal hygiene products. I might be more willing to." share the information that I have. But that would mean going all the way back to the ship, getting the stuff coming all the way back again. Maybe you could talk to the talk to the warden, you know. He, if he let you in here, then clearly you're on good terms with him. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm I really also sure. have a hygiene kit. I ah. think I think it would fit in, in my uh hidden ice. Isef, do you not need to very quickly uh, temporarily return to the ship for any moment, perhaps? For, for a specific We'd love to return to the purposes. ship and never come back, but I don't think yes, it's entirely conducive to the mission. Well, if you do that, you could take me with you. No, I, no, no. What, what I mean, oh, how to explain this to an android. Um, what I mean is, do you not, at this moment, need to go back to the ship and do something and then return here and perhaps then we can uh, supply our, our our sweaty rodent friend here with uh, with some with a brush and deodorant the guards are telepathic think if you just think do you want to smuggle something for me and rather than confusing yourself and making things harder for everybody um, I'm not too sure how how to say. You should go back to the ship and get the thing and come back. I can go back to the ship. Can you? I, I need to some... check on something. 
Yes, but can 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 you quick? Can you uh, do? Do you have uh, like a like an internal compartment you can smuggle something in with? Of course I do. What you do? Yes. Do you not? Their cheeks. Cheeks. Ah yes. Oh. Ick. Can all your, <laughs> your soaky cheeks? Who? I mean, actually. We could, between the two of us, we could, we've got two bites of the cherry at this, couldn't we? We could, we could both have a go at this, and that way, not gonna, they're not going to think we're going to set, you know, we're not going to smuggle in two toothbrushes. Who's insane enough to do that? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for both of us to go, because if we've got the, so the mechanical. Why would you want a toothbrush that's been in somebody else's mouth? But <laughs> yeah, that's the we, point we've got, got. If we've got the mechanic and the android going, clearly the android needs, like, some kind of. Repair thing that the mechanic can do. I I didn't think this far ahead. Yeah. But... It is very hot in here. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe your circuitry is overheating. That I makes sense. I know you don't. Try to convincingly lie when the time comes. Yeah. Yes. She just. I mean, I'm happy to give that a go. She just yeah. nods. The and two she's... of us return to the ship, and we will both try and smuggle a hygiene kit back. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, so you're, I'll say that, uh, the two of you are able to head back out to the ship. Um, so what, I guess, would you like to give some sort of a reason to the guards or are you just going to kind of be like, okay, I'm, I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, we tell them we need to go. And then if they specifically ask for more, we can tell them more. Okay. Um, yeah, they don't ask for any other information, but they do float and follow you, two of them, rather, uh, float and, and follow you back out to the landing pad, but they don't board your ship with you. They just float kind of out on the, the, br- the bridge that connects, uh, the landing pad to, uh, to the complex. And I will need each of you to make me a sleight of hand check to try and hide the uh, oh dear. the hygiene kits. It's not going to go well. Uh, 28. Yep. You got it. Ooh. That is very well hidden. I have an 18. Ah. It's not a disaster. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, you're able to stuff it into your cheeks pretty efficiently. You what I'll look... do is I'll put the hygiene kit in there and I'll also put like a couple of tools so if they stop me and say, what's that in your mouth? I can pull the tools out and be like, it's just a screwdriver. Deal. Alright. Because smuggling a screwdriver on board the prison isn't <laughs> I, I just I forgot I was holding it. I'm just going to shank someone. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Mr. Guard. <laughs> or I mean, it, It's an organic prison. It's not going to have screws. Mm, true. <laughs> then there's even fewer uses for it. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, you guys uh are able to conceal your <clears throat> your contraband. Um and you guys head back out. We'll see if if they notice anything else. Nope, they don't notice a thing. Alright. So those two guards, uh yeah, they they don't really notice anything. Um so they they lead you guys uh, back 
into the complex. I'll make one more check as you guys reconnect with the other two guards. Uh, you rolled an 18. Okay, yeah. You guys, uh, they, they don't make any sort of moves to stop uh, the, four, the two of you as you return and meet up with uh, the rest of the group. Um, they... The guards seem to be mostly focused on keeping the other prisoners away from you guys. Um, so, like, uh, the, the other two of you that were left, um, when when the other two guards, like, left with, uh, uh, left, they, the two remaining guards, once again, turned into kind of like this big amalgam of flesh and gross. Um... And kind of just intimidated the prisoners into staying back and away from you guys. Um, is nice. there anything, um, Keskadai or Obazaya, that you guys would like to do while you wait? I have been um, proselytizing um, to um, to uh, to Livewire for the last half hour. I've just been uh, listening. Awesome. She's visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> She's engaging stuff. She's just like, oh, that is, uh, ah, that's very, very interesting. Yes, um, uh, good, good to know. Uh, y- yes, yes. And uh, and such are the uh, the blessings of uh, of Farazma, uh, who walks uh, in our steps and and approaches uh, through the uh, through the shadows. It is a, uh, it is truly a beautiful. Ah, ah, my friends are back. Yeah, after a good half hour of uh <laughs> of of proselytization, uh your your two uh allies return and uh yeah, the guards once again break off into their separate individual entities um and just float in the background. They they're probably good it's it's a big room, so the guards are probably creating like a 30-foot space of of just dead room between you guys, and then the next nearest prisoners. And she just looks at you guys expectantly. I'll quickly look around, make sure the guards aren't watching. They are hovering away from you at the moment, dealing with guards. There you go, here's the box. You got your second one as well, in case you need to sell it. I love the idea that you just kind of spit it up onto the table. She's a Yusoki. She's used to that. Yeah. She doesn't think this is weird at all. Mm. Ah, good. This is the good stuff. Ah. I haven't uh, haven't seen... You know, it's, it's kind of sad, but I haven't seen a toothbrush in so long. It kind of is surprising how... how how good it is. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it's one it. one without saliva. Ah, even better. Thank you. Unused. She takes both of them. Um, and she then promptly stuffs them into her own mouth. Um, she does a much poorer job oh, no. of concealing them. Uh, but she, she doesn't seem to care. She seems to think that she'll be able to get Evade the guards and and be fine. Um, Why would an android have a toothbrush anyway? Yeah. 
Uh, Andro- I'm fairly sure Androids have teeth. Yeah, I think they do. I think they're at least um, partially. They're just replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> screw, screw in, screw out. You know, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so once she has those secured, <laughs> um, she looks at you guys and she says, uh, "So, what can I, what can I do for you then?" Hmm? Um, and one of you can make a uh, diplomacy check, please, to uh, see. And you guys will have a plus five bonus to this. Whoever would like to do this, preferably one of you guys, because I have terrible social skills. I do not have diplomacy at all. I just have um, no eleven charisma. As long as I don't have to lie in any way, I will be fine. I I can't talk. Well, I can. I can. I can babble at her and annoy her. We and are doing that to about random things. We are uh, we are very uh, very curious about uh, about the moon that uh, that you uh, that you travel to. Um, might I ask, in in return for the uh, for the favor that we've given uh, given you there, um, might you know where? Um, might you know its coordinates? Oh, you, the um. Take a roll. You uh, uh you you guys would already know the location, um of of the uh, Salvation's End. Um, that's publicly known. What you don't know is what you're getting yourselves into. So that's where this is going to come into play. Um, so 17, that's pretty good. Uh, plus the, uh, plus the five as well. Oh yeah. Plus the five. Okay. 22. So yeah. Um, so she has a couple of pieces of, of information, um, that she gives you guys. Uh, first off, um, she, she thinks that, uh, it definitely is not an actual moon. Um, she she thinks it's some sort of starship, really old starship, uh, that got caught up in uh, the planet's orbit. Um, and she thinks that its design doesn't doesn't match anything that that they know about, uh, which is why people she thinks people think it's a moon. Uh, she also tells you that the um one of the spires uh coming from the moon's outer hull uh is actually a space goblin hive um they've they've kind of made it their home as uh they rummage uh for scrap metal from the moon itself um and then there's the important bit uh, she she finishes up with that information, uh, and she says, "So the the thing you'll really need to look out for is uh, the goblins have. Um, well, I'm sure you've heard that that probably that uh, there's lots of ships that uh, disappear while flying a little too close to Salvation's End. Uh, the cause of this is the goblins. They've got uh, some sort of tractor beam on the moon that they've taken control of. Uh, that's the reason that uh, that our little expedition ended so poorly. You see, uh, I only got, got my whiskers out of there by crashing into it and ejecting an escape pod. Um, but, uh... Y- you'll, need to, you'll need to be careful of that. Uh, 
there's there's definitely uh definitely could cause some problems. Hmm. How would we avoid that? Uh, your shoot guess it. is as good as mine. I guess you could try and shoot it, yeah, like like they said. What if we approach from the opposite side? You certainly shoot it. Good idea. You certainly could, uh, but um, so it uh, the reason right that we sat down where we did or attempted to. Uh, there's some sort of a signal coming from below where the goblin spire is. Uh, so that's kind of why we went the direction we did. So the choices are either we go to the dangerous side of it and get attacked by goblins, or we land on the safe side and have a bit of a long walk to get, well, that, and get attacked by goblins. It might be a bit more than a long walk if you try and walk around the moon. It's only a moon. How big can it be? <laughs> it's no moon. But whole thing. It uh, it would take you probably a week to to even get anywhere near there, if not too much longer. Okay. Lots of walking. That would be not good. Since you're not Starfinders, you'd probably end up snatched like I was. That is true. We are not Starfinders, as you say. <laughs> okay, new plan. New plan. We get our ship, we fly into the tractor beam. And then we turn the engines on full speed and we fly straight at the source of the tractor beam and explode it. I am I was with you up until the very last point. You were? No. I, I think um, I think what you're talking about there is is called crashing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, but it destroys their weapon. It destroys us too. Technically, <laughs> it's only I'd like to go. be around to collect my paycheck. But the next people that come after us will have it easier. You see, I will be flying, and I have no intention of crashing. Yes, let's let's not crash into the uh, into the moon. Let's, um, in fact, let's not even be talking about crashing into a moon while the telepathic guards are kind of circling around us. That's a good point. Um, she kind of nods and uh, she says, "Listen, I, I would like to ask. You know, you you've helped me out more than more than you know." Um, uh, I have, I have favor, a favor I would like to ask you. Um, you see, there. Oops, very good. Is there a clean? Is there a clean toothbrush? Uh, you can tell us if you like. No, no, it is not a clean toothbrush. I'm already. You, you've got me set there. Uh, oh, I, I would like to know what happened to Bago, the second in command. And if he's, uh, you know, if you if you happen to if you happen to see him and he's still alive, uh, tell him that I miss my hairless monkey. That was uh, that was my nickname for him. Of course. And um, you know, if if you could, uh, 
You could always put in a good word with me, with the authorities for me, you know. I'm not sure I'll be able to last here, you know, my entire, my entire prison term. Um, we can give it a go. Certainly. Ah, yes, yeah, since I have been so helpful, uh, maybe they'll let me go. That would be good. Yeah. It's worth asking, at least. That is, uh, that's all I can really tell you, though. Uh, like I said, after after they caught our ship in the tractor beam and it was crashing, I just kind of uh, got into an escape pod, and the very last second, I I got out of there. Maybe uh, well, we could do the same. That is perhaps not the best. Um, nevertheless, you have uh, you have aided us um, on our um, on our mission quest thing. So um, we uh, thank you, and uh, we will uh, we will of course um, we will of course see what we can to uh, to aid your um, your colleague on his on his travels. Greatly appreciate it. If there's nothing else, I think I'm going to try and uh, get back to my room before the uh, guards come over here and try and figure out why I have two toothbrushes stuck in my face. That sounds like a good plan. And she uh, very quickly stands up and uh, it's it's obvious that the guards were like planning on escorting her back probably, uh, but she books it down a hallway and... Um, We'll, yeah. we'll keep the guards distracted. You guys are now standing. I'll go over and talk to them. I'll keep an eye out for your hairless monkey. <laughs> you guys are now, uh, yeah, just standing in the prison. Um, the guards kind of float back towards you guys, and one of them asks if uh, you are ready to leave. I think we are. Since I got here, yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, they uh, form kind of back up into that one giant amalgamation of flesh and tentacles again. Um, and there's a couple times when the prisoners get a little too close um, and they the, the Baratheons kind of like shove them backwards. Um, but for the most part, you guys uh, get out of there just fine. And uh, you head back. Uh, out to the ship. Um, the warden kind of comes out to greet you um, as as you leave, um, and he he waves uh, his collection of of tentacles at you guys as as you uh, walk past his office. And he says, uh, "You're always welcome to um, to come back and uh, visit again, given you know donations, of course. Uh, more than happy to to have you again." Yeah, I'm sure we'll be back quite soon. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Right. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, and you guys... Yeah, you guys get back uh, out to your ship with no real trouble. Um. Well, that was a nice place. Yeah. Mm. Ew. We're down all our money and two toothbrushes, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, we got what we needed. It was a great place. Okay. 
I'm not sure I feel unclean because of the 125 degree heat because I just went spent several hours inside a flesh prison. Both are unpleasant. Yeah. Mm. Flesh prison, flesh 120 prison. degree heat. Degree heat. Eh. Eh. Tis but a flesh it's, prison. It's the nicest flesh prison I've been in so far. <laughs> It's you, the only flesh prison you've been in so far. There you go. <laughs> so far. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you guys kind of get back out uh, to your ship, um, you are contacted again by uh, Luazi El Sabo, uh, the first seeker who had kind of met you and um, given you all this, you know, gotten you started with all this um and she um she basically it's it's basically just a short um video message um she basically says that you guys are uh authorized to enter the drift if you need to uh to travel to salvation's end um and that uh any information that you have uh, acquired from Livewire, uh, you guys can send back uh, to them as as you as you go. Or reason not to basically just make a short report and send it back. Or we could keep the information for ourselves and steal the moon and <laughs> yes. and, and, and like sell it back. Wait, no, that wouldn't work. No. Where would you hide it? That's a good point. I think think we need to have a long talk with with our Yusuke colleague here. That's good. I like long talks. What do we want to talk about? Uh, Let me tell you a Farazma on our way way back. Oh, no. (laughs) Can can, can Farazma help us to wirelessly deactivate a tractor beam? Where did I put uh, my pistol? No. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Um, so is there anything <laughs> that you guys would like to do before you jump uh, away and head out to Salvation's End? Yeah. Do I know of any defenses against a tractor beam? Um, so you would know that depending on how close or how far away from it you are that's that's where things are going to be more more dangerous obviously is being closer um you also know um that let's see here what would you know about track uh go ahead and make me an engineering check i guess to see what you can recall, um, let's see. Here. I regret to say this, but um, I do think the best person for that would be um, would be our slightly um, slightly unusual Quig. Let's see here. I'm going to see Tell me slightly. What does him doing it as well? Uh, uh, you, I get twelve. Yeah, you can. I would say you can make an engineering check to see if you can what you can figure out about it. So fourteen. Um, so the fourteen. Uh, you know that you might be able to. Uh, if you're whoever is the pilot of a ship who is caught by a tractor beam, um, if you're able to, basically, 
um what's the what's the word i'm going for here fly really fast away from it <laughs> while it's pulling you in essentially yeah it. if if your if your ship is capable of 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 pulling away from the tractor beam and you are piloting it well enough um you would be able to break free of the hold of a tractor beam it's not something that's going to automatically pull you to the the surface and destroy you um but it's also something that could definitely cause you trouble we'll want a good pilot at the helm essentially do we have one can i build a thing that will wirelessly deactivate it (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i think uh, i think isef is 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 our going to be our pilot all right what's what's quig's plan what we need to do is switch it off we need to hack into it wirelessly which means getting close enough, but not too close. So probably as it's pulling us in, but just a second before we crash and explode. Just one second. Yeah. All that momentum, but one second. Quick, do any of your plans not involve something exploding? And I know you said that we're not going to explode in this plan, but you did actually use the word in the <laughs> sense. Yes, the plan is to not explode. Do you have any plan that doesn't use the word explode in the sentence at all? I can remove the word explode from that sentence and repeat please it without do. that. Please do. Okay, so I'll build a, a thing that will wirelessly hack into the tractor beam a second before we crash and die horribly screaming. <laughs> it's not going to happen. This does not help us. No? How about... I have no problem with Craig's plan. I'm saying that we're not going to crash because I'm not going to mess this crash. Exactly. There we go. See? Perfect. <laughs> so you, um, you can bring us in really, really close, and then I can hack into it and switch it off. How about, quick, how about you head into the engineering um, bay? Yep. Okay, yeah. That's the whole build part an anti-tractor of that plan. beam. Oh, build uh, an anti-tractor beam. <laughs> just as long as you're in the engineering bay, and the, and the rest of us can come up with a good plan. <laughs> okay, I will do that. I will go to the engineering bay. All right, so as uh, you guys prepare to head into the drift, um, I'm going to need each of you to tell me what role you would like to take on in uh, your starship um, for, uh, for, for this next period Absolutely of time. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. No reason whatsoever. You're fine. <laughs> it's fine. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I be the captain? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, was oh, that... no, better plan, better plan. I will make my drone the captain, <laughs> and he can tell us all what to do. <laughs> I I would prefer that Chi-Chi is the There's captain. There's no problem with that. I would prefer that Chi-Chi is the captain rather than your drone, and please remember that Chi-Chi is currently in an embryonic state and living quite happily in a jar observing the world. <laughs> I'm just going to take the helm and ignore them. So. Yep, Isaf, I was going to say, I'm assuming you're going to no, be the pilot. Just going to oh. get on with flying the thing. Yeah, I'll just throw myself in the gunnery station as well. Alright, uh, that was going to be Obaziah, correct? Yep. Okay. I'm good at shooting things, potentially. Obaziah, Obaziah is our gunner. Um, we have our pilot. Um, Quig, please be the, please be the engineer. I can engineer. I will run around engineering things. Everything that's on fire, I will hit with a spanner until it stops being on fire. There, there you go, yes. Percussive this maintenance, is really it's true. great. 
This is not reassuring me. Um, but I can run around really fast. Actually, um, no, I can't. I'm quite small. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Keskadai, what are what would you like to uh, what would you um, like to do? The, Oops. The um, captain uses diplomacy, don't they? I believe so. I've got a diplomacy of eight. I may as well take the chair. Okay. So we have Skodai. Wig is the engineer. Pilot is Isif. And Gunner is Obaziah. All right. So you guys take up your respective, um, excuse me, positions in the ship um, and power on your drift engines and fire off into drift. Um, it takes you close to 23 days um, to get to where you're going, even using drift travel. Um, so it's definitely quite a ways uh, to get there. Where'd it go? There it is. <laughs> um, oh, no. I lied. I used the wrong thing. Uh, do, do, do say it doesn't say okay cool um <laughs> it takes you a period of time oh yeah no i used the right thing okay it does take 23 days <laughs> um to get you guys there even with faster than light travel um the, Did the we drift wrong turning <laughs> you might have might have are you um, suggesting <laughs> the drift is essentially um a uh just it's lots of as as you guys kind of like go through the did you have a a flight control stick is that what that was nice awesome (laughs) this is older than most of you i've had this since about 1989 that's great (laughs) Ah, i'm older than it yes new then (laughs) was that uh sinclair spectrum one by any chance Hmm? Was it a Sinclair Spectrum one by any chance? That's what I used to have. <laughs> uh, so the drift itself kind of just looks like this kaleidoscopic smear of colors running past at all times uh, while you guys are in it. Uh, but eventually, <clears throat> you guys pop out into real space again, um, close to Salvation's End. Um, literally the moment you pop out of the drift, um, you hear warning bells going off everywhere. Um, you're being targeted and your, your comms unit crackles to life and you hear space goblins screaming songs into your, uh, into your comms unit. Um, it's just this jumbled mess of shouting and singing. Um, you hear something about jamming your sensors. Uh, you hear something about depleted shields and then something about, uh, your ship going boom. Uh, and I turn the comms unit off. <laughs> might be a good plan. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take my headset off. You, you are able to, uh, to turn off the comms unit after a few moments. Um, so we are going to be starting. I'll get you guys to the correct map. Yeah. 
There we go. Ooh. We're going to be starting space combat for the first time. Our first combat encounter. And it's space, so... That looks like space. Oh. Appropriately size your token. Uh, so there, there is. It is kind of a pain. Um, I wasn't able to get the map to match up to Roll Twenty's like automatically generated grid system. Uh, so we will have to, uh, you know, move one grid space at a time manually rather than just moving it and having it snap to grids. Uh, but it's not too bad. It'll be fine. Uh, and for facing, we will use the front of any sort of ship as you're facing. So uh, I think, do you guys have control of the token? Let me just find out. Yeah, try and um, move it. Maybe. Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> someone, has a, as, um, someone has a pen. As long as, long as ISIF has, uh, has control. Yes, true. Yep. Um, so you'll just use the, the thing to drag its, its front and so that'll, that'll yep. work. Um... And you guys see two, let me get these guys rotated, yeah, two of the absolute crappiest ships you have ever seen, uh, uh, right click, layer, token layer, there we go, um, these ships are basically pieced together from the parts and pieces of other ships, um, they look like they're barely holding together. Uh, and they're coming straight at you. Can I message them and offer to build them better ships? <laughs> you can attempt to, sure. Um, so, just to kind of give an overall view of things, uh, they are coming at you guys from the, uh, the moon, which, is, which would be off in this direction behind them, uh, which presumably is also where the, um, the lovely tractor beam would be coming from as well. Okay. So we don't want to go there. So. Which way, which way are we facing? Uh, you are currently facing, okay, so we'll do, whoop. now you would be facing this way. Uh, so I'll let you set your initial facing however you would like since y'all are piloting it. That's, I mean, that's fine. Okay, cool. So, so we will get started uh, with the very first phase of the first round of Starship Combat, uh, the engineering phase. So, uh, Quig, if you have any actions you would like to take as the engineer to repair or boost your ship systems, uh, now would be the time to do them while the goblins do the same. Um... There's nothing to repair. I didn't break anything. Yet. <laughs> uh, and like I said, that cheat sheet that I sent you guys, uh, that has some actions that you can take that are like boosting or doing whatever. Is exactly what the goblins are going to attempt to do. Uh, so you guys, as far as the goblins end of things goes, uh, you see that as they approach you, uh, their weapons start to glimmer a little bit brighter uh, than they normally might have as the 
the goblins shunt more power uh, towards their weapons in an attempt to um, attempt to destroy you. I will do the same. All I will right. press to make weapons go more boom button. <laughs> so that will be... I'm so glad that you actually put that little sticky note label on the um, on that button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. There's 31 enough. Your weapons m- make more boom, yes. <laughs> they do yeah. indeed. All right. Uh, so that is the end of the engineering phase, so now we get to the helm phase. So uh, we'll make our piloting checks now to see who... We'll be moving first, and we'll be moving second. Oof. Yeah, the goblins are definitely moving first. So they rolled way lower than you did. They rolled... A 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they rolled a 7. <laughs> Alright, so they are each going to just kind of... It's vaguely annoying. I... Rotate these, but the UI is in the way. That's awesome. Uh, let's see if I do this. Ha, I can now rotate it. Shrink it back down. And life is good. Okay. So they're going to go... speed. Okay. Uh, it's their turn. Two... Come on. Perfect. Cool. Going to turn and face you guys. Second one. Going to do much the same thing. Suddenly stretch and get very oblong. (laughs) (laughs) Five. to get you guys in its sights. Um, and that is going to be their movement. So now it'll be up ISIF. There's a big space between them. We could fly through that space straight at the moon at full speed. Crash right into it. No crashing. Survive. (laughs) So, uh, if you remind me how this works, facing changes cost a point of movement. Uh, So your uh, your ship. Let's Mm, see what your good maneuverability. Good maneuverability. Okay, yes, that will cost you one. Uh, The goblins is perfect, so it's a zero. Cool. Um. Going to say that I'm going to do to everybody else anyway is I want to get out to one side so we can take them on individually, but I don't want to get any closer to the moon because I don't want to risk the chance of getting hit with the tractor beam. That makes sense. So, yeah. <clears throat> so um, would like to attempt to evade. I'll make a check first um, 
and then if I pass it, then I move normally, but we've got a lower, we've got better AC, I think, basically. Correct. So, my, so that's Oof. another 30, I think. No, hang on, that's a two this time. Um, that's 16. Um, I don't know what the, the DC is. Uh, 10 plus 1.5 times your tier? Yes. Enemy ship, uh, yes, your ship's tier. So your ship is a tier 1, I believe. Let me double check. You do. Yeah, you guys are tier 1 ship. So 15, or 15, 16. So that would be a match, correct? Then yours, you roll a 16, right? About 16 total, I mean. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're good then. Uh, that, that allows you to succeed. Okay, so we've got plus two AC. And, Take evasive action. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to turn... the token um, oh hold on I'll fix it that's annoying should be able to grab the little top one maybe and turn it yeah yeah so that's uh, one point to turn to three four uh five six eight nine like that One more forward, so I might as well use it. All right. And that one more is what got us in the tractor beams range. Let's see here. Allison, I believe you can go in any of the phases, correct? I can, and I am going to go just before our gunner goes. Okay, cool. So I wish to um to give Obazaya a bit of encouragement. Awesome. Uh so before we end the helm phase, you guys see this beam of, of energy kind of coming up from the planet. Uh and it is going to attempt to snare you guys in a tractor beam. Oh that's not nice. Alright, continuing with the theme of my rolls today. We got a natural one. Um, okay. So. Does that mean what, we've caught the moon? What? <laughs> yes, you guys successfully <laughs> catch the moon. Uh, congratulations, module's over, stream's over, we're done. No. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could take it back to Absalom with us. There you go. What actually happens is uh, one of the goblins gets caught. Oh, dear. So. Oops. Uh, you guys get to pick which of the two goblin ships gets caught, and you guys get to pick which effect happens. So, 
your effect choices are moving the target one hex in any direction, rotating the target one hex facing, um, or lowering AC and TL of the target by two until the start of the next helm phase. Good one. Ooh. The easy answer is to just reduce the AC of the one we're about to shoot. Mm. Definitely not yeah. a bad choice. It'd be more exciting to turn the other one the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just sort of drag it out the way. Um, I think well, we can... I want to propose that we uh, that we shuffle the uh, the other one out of the um, to the wrong direction. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll just get rid of that one, take on one on its own, and then when the tractor beam releases, it'll catch us instead, and then we'll crash into the planet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys want to move this one, and uh, where would you like to move it to? Away from us, I think. Yeah. So, um, if you if you click and hold on your left click mouse, uh, you can ping locations on the map, or should be able to. Yeah. All right. Cool. You slide it. Boop. You guys watch as uh, the goblin pilot inside is suddenly jerked to the side as uh, their ship is snared by a tractor beam unexpectedly and yanked away. Oh dear. Um. All right, and that brings us to the gunnery phase. Hooray! Try time to kill some people. <laughs> uh, let me let me give you some encouragement. Yes, I believe Allison oh, wanted to you. encourage. Um, I oh exceed my um my target number quite a bit. I think. <laughs> yes, by quite a bit, at the very least. Oh, was I? Uh, um. Yeah. The uh, the goddess of death watches uh, watches over them. Please ensure that you deliver them to them with with all grandeur. And you've already shot them, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you uh, you definitely succeed in that in that encouragement. Uh, yep. So then we'll move on to the rest of the gunnery phase. Uh, so you get a will... you get a plus two to your um to your check for this. Oh, brilliant! Fires well. What are you guys in range of? Ah, yes, that. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, well, it might be fine. So they rolled an 11 to break your AC. <laughs> I don't think they did. No, I don't think they did either. All right, so you guys watch I'm as... Um, this turret mounted on the bottom of the goblin's ship kind of like rotates to face you guys uh, and then completely points the wrong direction and fires off a bunch of just shrapnel everywhere. Well, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Happens to the best yeah. of us. Let me show <laughs> you how it's done. Wow, we've got quite a few weapons on this thing, don't we? All right, let's let's nail him with a particle beam. Ooh! Whoa. <laughs> yep, you nice. crit. Good, good. Wow! Yeah, 
Now I've forgotten what I roll for this, but I add to my modifier. Here. <clears throat> um, if you open up the um the ship's character sheet, uh, uh huh? you should be able to actually click on uh light particle beam. Oops. Bloop. Bloop. Hold on. Goodness. All right, so if you click on the text light particle beam, um, okay. it should bring up, you're not firing at will, you're not, uh, are you using a computer? I uh, don't think so. Okay, cool. no. So which arc we're using doesn't matter because we're firing from a turret. Yeah. So, but we need to use your crit. Yeah. <clears throat> So you rolled a 20, uh, we'll use the 9 for the damage, and then what's the crit effect? Two. have it. Light particle beam. Oh, okay. Ah, critical damage effect. Here we go. Sorry. This, Like I said, this is the one place that I am... Much less experienced in. You're doing fine. You're doing uh, absolutely fine. Total damage above the damage. Okay, above a multiple of its critical threshold. Got it. Critical thresholds. That's the important bit. Yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, you break the critical threshold. <laughs> Very good. All right. So, what is going to break? Let's find out. The whole thing, please. Let's find out together. Um, oh, Jesus. So you watch as, um, it's probably damage condition. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so you watch as the goblins, uh, engine, their, their engines sputter out on that ship. Uh, and at least for the time being appear to have, appear to have been critically damaged. By uh, by your shot. Nice, mm. very nice. As you make the goblins very unhappy. That was a lot of damage. Well, that's what I'm good at. All right. Uh, all right. Cool. So yeah, you take you blast a pretty healthy chunk out of that goblin ship. Um. And with that, we are going to roll back around to the engineering phase again. So if you would like to, you may take uh, some sort of an action uh, to uh, repair or boost your ship. Boost, boost, boost. What should I boost? Should I make it go faster? <laughs> I don't need to go faster at the moment. Do we need to... I want to finish off this one over here. Well, let's boost the weapons again. It yeah. didn't help much last time. Try and repair their uh, repair their engines. We've not taken any damage. You guys should take more damage so I can fix stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, and you also blew through their shields too. Maybe I could Travel over to their ship and fix stuff there. Let's <laughs> not. They I most definitely did mind. not fix their engines, so that ship is still, uh, its engines are still not working correctly. 
Oh, that's good. That's more work for me to do. I can, I can get paid for both. Big old penalty. Alright, so you're going to be boosting uh, your ship? Yeah, I'll boost the weapons again. I'll try to. <laughs> yeah. Once again, uh, your weapons continue to uh, to glow menacingly. Alright. Sorry. My... I think I have at least two of my my uh, playgroup in the the Twitch chat right now. <laughs> All right. Are they, um, are they sending us encouragement? Yes, they're they're enjoying the uh, the, the star finding. <laughs> All right. So that will be the engineering phase, and we will roll around to the helm phase again. So we'll make our piloting checks. Mm-mm. You won. All right, so they got a 28 this time. They are, they got the jump on you, so you will be moving first. Um, I'm back off. Um, so I'm going to make a stunt roll. All right. Yeah, I assume that's you definitely succeed there. And I will just move. Uh, back to there. Yeah, you uh, very quickly. I'm trying to have the range of the tractor beam. Very quickly, back off away from goblin ships. Um are then going to follow you, obviously. Because they want to shoot you. They want you to go boom. Um, okay. Goblin's turn. So, that ship is just kind of dead in the water for the moment. Uh, oh, and you guys saw at the beginning of the helm phase, um, the particle beam released the other goblin ship. Oh. So it is going to five, three, Change facing. Four, five, six, seven. Change facing. It'll go one more. Eight. Change facing. There we are. Um, and it'll just try and get you guys lined up in its sights. Nothing too fancy. They're just wanting to wanting to bully up and get some extra scrap. Um. And at the end of the helm phase, the tractor cannon is once again going to fire up and see if it can hit you guys. Uh, nine does not break your AC, but they didn't roll a one or a two, so neither goblin gets caught either. Aww. Um. All right, now we move to the gunnery phase. All right. Tom oh, Yeah. Still not moving. The other one is is dead in the water at the moment. Okay. Its engines are shut are yeah. are broken and it didn't get repaired. Should we well, keep it? Let's make it yeah. more dead. Okay. That's Obazaya, I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in me too. Hell yeah. 
That is unfortunate. Yes. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe maybe they don't believe in you. Yeah. Now, now I can add things to that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so they are going to do some stuff. Plus. Not in range. Okay. So the second goblin ship is the only one that can shoot you at the moment, and it is going to attempt to. That will be a 24 uh, against your AC, so that's a little better. Just a little. Yep. And it's going to fire off a light laser cannon. Uh, as it attempts to bring you guys down. And you're going to take a whopping total of three damage. Oh no. It slightly scuffed the paint. Not even that. You've got shields. (laughs) It slightly diminished the shields. But not not by much. Not by much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then you can do your... Your attack roll. Okay. Assuming you're going after the same one as before? I think so. Okay. Unless anyone has any objections. The goblins would. Holy crap! (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Nice. Goblins are having a really bad day. Yeah. I'll say. Uh, oh. oh no! Let's oh see. yes. Let's see what else you break on their ship after you roll damage. This, this is both nice and makes okay. me happy. <laughs> now, if I recall, <laughs> well, their engines are now double broken. Oof. Yeah. Now we need to do whopping, a triple break. Though. Whopping 12 dammies. Uh Yeah, so you, how would you like to destroy their ship? Well, even better, because I boosted the engines, that one becomes a 2, so it's 13 damage. Oh, Ooh. even better. <laughs> we yeah. didn't need it, but... It's nice to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you watch as the uh, the, the first goblin ship there kind of... The 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 round the, the round strikes it, and then after a couple seconds, you just see this huge eruption of uh, gas from the engine, and the ship just basically breaks into a bunch of tiny parts as uh, as it is destroyed, leaving just one gabo. Um, well, we, we we can still fix it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there's parts. Lots of, lots of yeah. sticky tape. Yeah, it's lots of lots of bits and pieces. All right, um, that'll take us back around to the engineering phase. Um, okay, so they, this one is going to attempt to they're just going to try and divert more power to their weapons. They don't care. And they fail, so they do not. Oh, those goblins. Yep. They're not great. This is why they're goblins. (laughs) Uh, Quig, what would you like to do? 
I can repair the ship. <laughs> yes. Fix the shields. <laughs> I will repair the shields. There you go. Make sure they're all nice and perfect and spotless and... <laughs> I think this thing is broken. That's, um... That's a 31. That's three it's... in a row. I've got exactly the same. 18 plus 4 plus 3 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1. Yeah, I mean, it seems correct. Ah, even better, 33 on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think this dice rolling thing likes me a bit more than the Discord one does. Yeah, the Roll20 20, Roll Twenty's dice is, is an interesting system. They actually have, brief aside, they have a, a site that shows the aggregate of all dice rolls made across the system, and it's 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 a very fair dice roller. <laughs> it just sometimes feels like it isn't. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So you're able to kind of shunt more power to the shields, and do uh, let's see here. I don't actually even know what that does. Yeah, I should have checked. I'm looking as well. <laughs> well um, uh, restore an amount of shield points equal to five percent of the PCU rating of the shots. Oh, so yeah, you guys have a hundred percent shields again. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, we'll go to the helm phase. Isaf, do you need any encouragement? Oof. I'm 28, so I'm, I'm happy. He's feeling, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you definitely beat the goblins 18, so they're going to go first. Um, and they're just gonna, they're just gonna try and get in there. One. To actually, they don't want to do anything fancy this time around. Do they want to do anything fancy? I don't know. I recommend running away. <laughs> mm, they are going to. They're going to try and evade. We'll take some evasive action. 19. Yes, so they succeed. So they're going to gain a plus two bonus to their AC this time around. As they uh, dip, duck, dodge, dive, and dodge to avoid the lasers. One, two, three, four, five. Change facing. Change facing. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be their turn. So we'll fire up the, the old tractor beam again. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You get to, yeah. <laughs> Isif, you get to move. Yes. Um. Uh, I will. No evade as well. You could move right behind them, so when the tractor beam hits us, it hits them as well. And then we both smash it. We're going to do something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, I get 25 to evade. Yes, that succeeds. And then I am going to move. So, it's on. 
turn two, three, four, five, six, turn again. So behind them. All right. And the tractor beam is going to fire up. Attempt to snag you guys. Hey, this one might be successful. Tractor beam might actually do something. Um, 22, does that break your AC? I think that does. Probably. Probably. Let's see here. Most likely. Pegasus, yes, that does in fact break your 13 AC. Um, so all of a sudden... 15, I assume. Uh, yeah, yes, 15. Um, all of a sudden you feel like the ship jerk to a stop um, as you were trying to take all these evasive maneuvers um, and they are going to lower your AC by two until the start of the next home phase. Average. And... Can we not be caught by the tractor beam? <laughs> I've not finished my anti-tractor beam beam yet. <laughs> I so, don't think there is an anti-tractor beam. While you are caught, um, you can attempt a piloting check to get out uh, at the beginning of each helm phase. Unless they, for some reason, choose to release you. Nice little gobos. You never know. Alright, so we'll move to the pilot or the uh, gunnery phase then. Yay. Obazaya. I encourage you. <laughs> and I think that's a good encouragement. Hopefully. Yes, you succeed in encouraging him. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Get a plus two. They are once again going to attempt to hit you with their flak thrower. They can... Uh, 11 does not hit your AC, even lowered back to 13, so they do not hit you with a flak thrower. That's, that's good. Now, can I hit them with a the laser? Let's find out. Oof. Yeah, well, maybe. Seven plus three plus a two. That would be a twelve. Okay. Twelve is not enough to do it, unfortunately. Ah. So you watch as, again, they fire off a load of, of shrapnel uh, flak past your ship, and then you re respond in kind by firing off a laser past their ship. Oh, the lucky streak had to end sometime. <laughs> two crits in a row, yes. <laughs> Jeez. Alright, uh we will go back around to the engineering phase. Uh the goblins are just gonna try and power up their weapons again, because that's all they care about is blowing you guys up. That's all we care about. Let's power up these weapons. Wow. They fail to do so. Let's put the weapons on permanently powered up until they explode. What is it with you and explosions? <laughs> yes, you succeed, oh. Quig. <laughs> Disappointingly low result. Oh Quig just likes to see things go boom, I guess. Yeah. Alright. Um, so we'll go to the helm phase. So uh, you can attempt to make a check to break out of the tractor beam now. Um, and then if you do, you can make your piloting check to, uh, would, uh, would you like some, would you like some encouragement with that? Uh, yes, that's probably a good idea. 
haven't got much to do otherwise. Isaf, I hmm. fully have complete confidence that you, rather than Obazaya, can indeed do this. What do you mean, rather than? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, Vaguely. Oof! <laughs> yeah, you successfully break out of that tractor beam. <laughs> um, so you can go okay. ahead and make your piloting uh, check as normal. And get a one on that. Alright. And yeah, they are going first once again. Because they rolled a 12 total. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Five... Still in my five foot square. Uh, one, two, three. I'll take evasive action. No, they will not. <laughs> I don't think goblins or... can spell evasive. Probably not. You need to be able to spell it. True, you don't have to spell it to do it. True. They're fine. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't space goblins uh, forsake reading and writing because they think it it steals your soul i think that's the fluff <laughs> yeah yeah that that's land goblins do that so space goblins probably do as well mm. <laughs> all right so they just kind of uh fly around and flip around to face you guys again okay uh Can we not fly? I will just evade because I've realised we've got that much more movement than them, so mm. it matter. Okay, sounds good. So twenty-two to evade. That'll do it. Um, then two, three. successfully then get around behind the gabos then eat ah. all right we're gonna attempt to grab you guys once again with the tractor beam uh that'll be a 12 total your ac is 13 so they're oh plus two off the evade it is 15 so 15. they are not going to hit you guys um, and we'll move to the gunnery phase. Alright. Let's see if I can kill things. Their little flat cannon is gonna try again. They can mm. certainly try. Again. So they rolled a 16 for their flat cannon, which should hit. Yeah, and I rolled... 10, 11, which won't hit. Uh, nope. But they will attempt to deal some flak damage. 1... 5... Eight total. So you take eight total damage as um, this flak kind of slams into the front shields of uh, of your ship. Can we stop doing that? They don't want to. They just want you to go can boom. We, can we ask them nicely? You could, sure. <laughs> They'll just scream at you. What if we offer them money? Mm, there's an option. <laughs> Do we have money to offer them? 
No. <laughs> but they don't know that. Well, oh, I see what you're doing. Like, we can offer it to them. But that would be lying, and we're not really good at that. Yeah, no, you've I mean, done decently enough at it so yourself. far. Yeah, you've lied decently so far. What um, if we only give it to one of them? Then the others would kill him. We'll go back around to the engineering phase. Anyway, yeah. Um, Gabos are going anyway. to power up the lasers to try and destroy you. Uh-huh. I will fix that dent that someone made in our ship. They do not fire up, power up the lasers. Ooh, not, not a 31. Good old, good old 32. It is, it is indeed not a 31. <laughs> someone in chat says just lure them in, take them out, and scrap their ship. There you go. I think we can do that. <laughs> oh, we have eight viewers right now. Oh, it's a whole wow. crowd of people watching. Hello, viewers. Hello, crowd. <laughs> and we've not even got down to the uh, down to the horrible goblin-infested planet yet. Yeah, it's it's great. All right, make, make so. sure all eight of you are six feet apart. <laughs> yes. All right. So, ah, you uh, you successfully repair the shields again. I think you guys are able to get back up to full. Yeah, goes yeah. up by eight. Yep. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to the helm phase as they roll their piloting. They roll a 19 total. 19 total. Okay. Which gets me 15. Alright, so they once again get the jump on you, so you guys are going to be going first this round. We're going first, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I'm going to try the back off maneuver again. Okay. I'm fairly sure I succeed. Yes. One, two, three, four. There. Yeah. Hang you... on, me done. Hang on. Why is their ship getting smaller? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we running away? Wait a minute. Um, can I encourage you? I would certainly appreciate it. Gonna... I think, in, I think, given the the last uh, your last shot, you might need a bit of encouragement. They are simply going to flip around and get right up in your business, all up Ooh. in there, really close. Uh, then the tractor beam is going to fire up. Uh, they get a 19 on that. I believe that hits even with the evade. No. <laughs> uh, so they're gonna... They're gonna... Spin you guys. 
you're facing that way. How very rude. Um, and then we'll go to the da uh, the damage phase, gunnery phase. Guess it's the damage phase. Hobo, right. almost. That's a pass. Yeah, yes. I am somewhat encouraged by this. <laughs> yes, that hits. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a twenty. Yep, they are not going to do any damage this round. That's good to know. They missed. Uh, you guys see they fire off uh, some lasers, but the lasers are clearly not well made. Uh, so whatever targeting system they were using to try and hit you guys was not accurate. Jeez. They do, not, not, have, they do not have many shields. So you guys, you see that you burn through um, their front shields entirely in one shot. Uh -huh. And also damage their hull. Yay. Um, Alright, we'll go back around to the engineering phase. Uh, Quig, what would you like to do? Uh, let's repair our ship. Alright. Did you guys, I don't think you guys took any damage. Oh, disappointing. You need yeah. to do better. Yeah. This encounter... Sure we need to do worse. I think scaling this down to four people was... was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could power up the engine so we can fly faster. There you go. And then we can fly and take evasive maneuvers at the same time. And then take some other evasive maneuvers on top of the ones we're already taking. All the evasive maneuvers. Yes. This uh, is the they... plan. So you see um, their lasers start to glow a little brighter again as they finally manage to successfully divert some power to them. Yeah, and you succeed as well to power up the engines. Just barely. It's... That's right. two extra points of engine to spend. <laughs> yes. Engining. Engining. Extra engining. It's like yes. a sauce. <laughs> uh, all right. Back to the helm phase. Um, you are currently caught in the tractor beam, so you will have to try and escape. I will attempt to break out. Use the extra engine power I gave you. It doesn't help, mm. but... Oof. Yes. break out? Yep, 24 breaks out. Mm -hmm. They're they're having a bad time keeping you held down. Then Yep, then you just make sure. It's a good ship this one. I like it. <laughs> oh. I keep her in one piece. Yeah, 30 is successful. <laughs> um, they are going to attempt fancy things. They're going to attempt a flip and burn. Hopefully their ship falls apart while they do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they rolled a 27 on piloting, so I think they're good. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So, they... 
Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Flip and burn. There we go. Rotates. Yep. Okay, cool. So they're going to adjust one, two, three. And then they're going to flip. Yeah. She goes back in their sights. And that's uh, all they're going to be doing. If they fly off the top of the map, do they reappear at the bottom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how this works. They'll be very confused. <laughs> this is this is this is just asteroids. So um, we're playing asteroids minus the computer. Surprise! Okay. Do I? I mean, I've I, I've not been paying attention. So can can uh, can gunnery or engineering tell me if they've got lower shields on any side than any other? Well, their forward shields are pretty much obliterated. Yeah, we've been punching them in the face mostly. So if we keep doing that, we'll eventually... I mean, it's if they're going to flip and burn, then we'll flip and burn. Heck, so much flipping and burning. <laughs> Chat says less flip, more burn. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this does mean we'll go off the edge of the map and then come back around the other side and then we're really far away. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I won't flip and burn because it, it, it makes it awkward for the map, basically. Okay. All right. Um, I will do the, I'll do a flyby, which it probably amounts to the same thing. Yes. That'll get you similar Practice. results. Get Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Those are some hot rolls. Um, yeah, so move off your speed, don't it? Bye bye. Oh, ships moved as normal. Cool. Um, so what I will do is can turn that. Uh, just checking. So basically, I will. Um, I can turn one, two, three, four, mm -hmm. five, mm -hmm. six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, because we've got the extra movement. Yep. Um, but then when we make the attack, we make it as if we were in there attack any any face that facing that we want. Correct. The weakest one. Yes. Fancy All pants right. moves. Alright. Uh, the tractor beam is once again going to try and grab you. Nope. They got a 12 total. Yep. Alright. We'll go to the uh, gunnery face. Alright. They'll try Some and shoot you as you're going by. Yeah. Decent encouragement. Plus two. Woo. Oh, that's very good. Oh, hang on. Very encouraging. I was almost going to roll 12d0. <laughs> well, that'd be an interesting result. Yeah. 12 zeros. <laughs> Eight. Wow, all crits! <laughs> yes! 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <laughs> yeah, that hits. <laughs> hmm. Let's see yeah. if you can. Let's see if you can kill him. You might be able to kill him. I certainly hope so. 
damage that we're really wanting here. Oh! Excellent. Yeah, that's Exaxes. Um, how do you want to gun down the second goblin? Viciously. You, yeah, you absolutely light them up. Um, jeez, seventeen damage. Holy cow! Yes, that is a hit. Believe it or not, and yeah, that's a lot of damage. All right, so yeah, you guys watch as um, you destroy very easily. Uh, the second goblin ship. Um, and as you do that, uh, you see almost immediately the tractor beam uh, powers down on the surface. Um, and there don't appear to be any more threats in orbit. I say we nuke them from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> I think it's a trap. Yes. So below you now, um, you can see kind of this spire um, that is coming up from the uh, up from the planet, uh, the surface. Um, it appears to be made out of like mangled and crashed ship parts. So like all of the goblins, previous victims probably, uh, have been added to the spire. Um, the outside is covered in various tribal markings. Um, and then near it, near that spire is where uh, it appears the tractor beam was emanating, originating from. suit up, I guess. Yeah. Both me. See if you can land on top of the spire. <laughs> Just balance it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> I, I think that we have a choice about where we go into this. We're going to have to land next to it. We get, can, do we think we can land along, uh, like halfway up? I don't know. Um, so there is one spot that looks like it's kind of an entrance. Um, it appears to be like the heavily quote unquote modified, but really destroyed, uh, hangar bay of some sort of old cargo ship of some sort, uh, that the goblins have like turned into an entrance near the base of the spire. Hmm. So we fly through that door down the corridor. Yes. Round the corner into the door of their office and point the big particle cannon at whoever's in charge. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I'd be very surprised to see if <laughs> goblins um would you guys are you guys going to be uh, taking the ship down or uh, what? What would you like to uh, like to do? Do we have any? Do we have any other option other than to take the ship down? Uh, from the moment, it doesn't really look like it. Uh, this is definitely the area that um, Livewire described, as far as the spire uh, and the the tractor beam obviously goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's set it down. So, you guys uh, set down. I need to. Okay, so I'll drag you all onto the next map. Boop. Hey. Uh, and you guys set down. Uh, on just outside, basically, of this ruined, uh, this entrance to this ruined cargo bay. Uh, so you can all drag your, uh, character tokens out onto lay map. Oh! There. That is a... One giant vesk. V large vesk. All we need. Ah, that's more appropriate. Oh. <laughs> Similarly large Sheeran. And not quite as uh not quite as intimidating as our Vesk, but yeah, um, a little bit yeah. less. But what is? <laughs> that is true, what is, you know? <laughs> Have nine people in oh. Welcome. Some of which are us. <laughs> Alright. Um drag out the other two of you. Yusuf. And who are we missing? Big. Go. Yes, one giant rat. You've been listening to Star Rollers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and tune in again for the next exciting episode.